0: Welcome to the LexisNexis International Law Center audio wrap-up. Here's LexisNexis Melee's International Arbitration Report editor, Edie Scott.
1: England's Court of Appeals says disclosing documents from an arbitration is okay. The U.S. Supreme Court says the Federal Arbitration Act provides exclusive regimes for reviewing awards. These and other stories make up this edition of the LexisNexis International Law Center audio wrap-up.
0: The Nexus International Law Center, connecting you with leading practitioners around the world as you track and discuss today's hot topics, international headlines, and expert commentary. Let your voice be heard by joining the community today.
1: In London, an appeals court says it is okay to disclose documents from arbitration. The English Court of Appeal has affirmed a lower court's authorization disclosing, for the purposes of court proceedings in New South Wales, Australia, documents generated in an English arbitration. The court said that the interests of justice required disclosure. At issue in the arbitration and related litigation is a corporate partnership that went sour. John Forster Emmett joined Michael Wilson and Partners Limited, which was incorporated in the British Virgin Islands, to provide legal services in Kazakhstan. In 2006, Emmett left the firm. He and two other former employees practiced law with two other companies, which are incorporated in the British Virgin Islands. The firm and Emmett are arbitrating a dispute in London, which is also the subject of court proceedings in New South Wales and several other jurisdictions. The company claims Emmett is diverting the company's business in breach of contract and in breach of trust. In the Australian proceedings, the company claimed that the issues in the arbitration and related court actions were the same. However, fraud charges brought against Emmett in the arbitration were dropped and the New South Wales court was not made aware of the change. Expanding judicial review of arbitration agreements took center stage before the U.S. Supreme Court this week. By a 5-3 vote, the high court ruled that the act's statutory grounds for vacating and modifying arbitral awards are exclusive. The court had vacated a decision of the Ninth Circuit, which twice reversed two district court decisions, upholding an arbitrator's award in a lease dispute between petitioner Hall Street Associates and tenant Mattel, Incorporated. Hall Street is certainly right that the FAA lets parties tailor some, even many, features of arbitration by contract, including the way arbitrators are chosen, what their qualifications should be, and which issues are arbitrable, along with procedure and choice of substantive law. But to rest this case on the general policy of treating arbitration agreements as enforceable as such would be to beg the question, which is whether the Federal Arbitration Act has textual features at odds with enforcing a contract to expand judicial review following the arbitration the majority held. Justice David Souter delivered the majority's opinion. Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens filed a dissenting opinion in which Justice Anthony Kennedy joined. Justice Stephen Breyer also filed a dissenting opinion. The Ukraine has turned its back on the New York Convention. The Ukraine is walking away from the New York Convention, and a member of the U.S.-Ukraine Business Council says this is a serious development that deserves the attention of the international arbitration bar. On December 28, 2007, the Ukrainian High Commercial Court issued a resolution that, according to Gene Bird of Marx, Sokolov and Bird, takes the view that any agreements among shareholders of Ukrainian joint stock companies containing non-Ukrainian choice of law provisions or international arbitration clauses is null and void. Mealy's International Arbitration Report contacted Byrd, inquiring about an editorial he had posted on the USUBC website concerning the resolution. Byrd said he based his editorial on the Ukrainian text of the resolution, which has not yet been translated. The resolution was issued on December 28th. In a February 28th editorial, Byrd says that while the court's recommendations are not technically binding, they are a persuasive authority and may be relied upon by any lower court. Through the court's decision, Ukraine effectively seceded from the New York Convention on the recognition and enforcement of arbitration awards, insofar as corporate relationships are concerned, according to Byrd. The High Commercial Court inexplicably decided that foreign choice of law provisions and arbitration clauses in shareholder agreements contravene the public policy of Ukraine, Byrd says. The court failed to explain what exactly such a public policy would be, according to Byrd. Mark Sokolov and Bird has offices in Philadelphia, Kiev, and Moscow. A Philadelphia federal court has issued a not-so-sweet ruling to a foreign vanilla bean exporting company. U.S. Judge Mary A. McLaughlin of the Eastern District of Pennsylvania stayed an action brought by AGK Sarl of Comoros against the A.M. Todd Company of Michigan, saying AGK must establish a Todd Company corporate subsidiary's liability in arbitration before filing any claims that purport to pierce the subsidiary's corporate veil. AGK provided vanilla to Todd's companies. Judge McLaughlin stayed rather than dismiss the case as requested by A.M. Todd. She also dismissed as moot the Michigan company's motion to change venue. When the plaintiff is obligated to arbitrate its disputes with a subsidiary, allowing the plaintiff to sue the parent directly would allow the plaintiff to bypass the requirement that arbitrators, not a court, rule on whether the subsidiary is liable. This outcome would frustrate the federal policy favoring arbitration Judge McLaughlin held. A vodka distribution dispute is going from a federal courtroom to an arbitration hearing room. The dispute between an Illinois distributor and a Ukraine vodka maker is heading to arbitration after a federal judge recently stayed an action, brought by the distributor on the ground that a valid arbitration agreement exists between the parties. U.S. Judge John W. Dara of the Northern District of Illinois has granted Soyuz Victan and its U.S. affiliates motion to stay Dime Group International Incorporated's action. The dime group sued the companies, claiming breach of contract and torturous interference with prospective economic advantage. It is seeking a declaratory judgment with respect to its rights to distribute certain Soyuz Vitken vodkas in Illinois. As of March 25th, no further action has occurred since the case was stayed, according to the district court docket. This is the LexisNexis International Law Center audio wrap-up.
0: The LexisNexis International Law Center, connecting you with leading practitioners around the world as you track and discuss today's hot topics, international headlines, and expert commentary. Let your voice be heard by joining the community today. You've been listening to the LexisNexis International Law Center audio wrap-up. With LexisNexis Mealy's International Arbitration Report editor Edie Scott. Copyright 2008 by LexisNexis, a division of Reed Elsevier, Inc. LexisNexis, Total Practice Solutions.